Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Rorschach's Journal, October 12th, 1985. Dog carcass in alley this morning. Dire tread on birth stomach. This city's afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up around their waists, and all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us. And I'll whisper, No. Welcome to Pick a Flick, uh, where we pick a film and we talk about it. I'm Chris Wallace from the Wicked Shuffle podcast, who's not the normal host of this podcast, and I'm joined by Phil Sharman. Hello, I wasn't the scheduled guest for this podcast either. Nope. It's a last minute edition. And also by... Oh shit, do I have to sign my own name? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told Hi. you, I can't host. <laughs> Hello, I'm Stacey. I do a podcast as well. It's called Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour, in which I talk a lot of nonsense. Well, do. all three of us are perfectly qualified then. That's good to know. Yeah. This is going to be the best episode of Pick a Flick. <laughs> be the most interesting. <laughs> interesting's a good word for it. Yeah. Interesting's like when you, it's that word you use when you're trying to say something's terrible but you don't want to. Like, when you say someone's got character, what you mean is you fucking hate them, but you can't <laughs> can't say it. It's certainly going to be the least prepared episode of Pick and Flick, certainly as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we're not very prepared today. And I wrote down prepared. two whole notes about one of the movies and three about the other, so, you know, I'm on the ball. You're more on the ball than we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By five whole notes. <laughs> Woohoo! I win so, at podcasts. <laughs> so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about some films which will be fun, and let's pick a flick. Watchmen is a 2009 American neo-noir superhero film directed by Zack Snyder, based on the 1986-87 DC limited series of the same name by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. It stars an ensemble cast of Marlon Ackerman, Billy Crudup, Matthew Good, Carla Gugino, Jackie L. Haley, Jeffrey D. Morgan and Patrick Wilson. A satirical take on the superhero genre, the film is set in an alternate history in the year 1985 at the height of the Cold War between the United States and the Soviet Union. As a group of mostly retired American superheroes investigates the murder of one of their own before uncovering an elaborate and deadly conspiracy. With their moral limitations are challenged by the complex nature of their circumstances. And what about General Anthony Randolph? He was your handler when you first started working for the government. Cancer. 
You're suggesting I was the cause. From where I'm standing, it's starting to look pretty conclusive. Even if that's the case, it's irrelevant. A live human body and a deceased human body have the same number of particles. Structurally, there's no difference. All right, let's settle down, please. What about Janie Slater? You think it makes a difference to her? Janie? Your ex-girlfriend? She was a physicist, too. You saw each other for 11 years. Doug, one question at a time. She has cancer as well. Doctors have given her six months. Isn't that right, Miss Slater? you after the accident. I gave you everything. This is how you repay me? Jenny, I wasn't told I didn't know. Damn you, John. God damn you. Jenny, wait. preface this by saying that before Friday when I rewatched this movie I really liked this movie but on Friday in preparation for this podcast I thought hey watch it again because you haven't seen it for years and hey why not watch the ultimate cut edition oh it's so long oh my god it's 215 minutes whoa 215 minutes now to put that into perspective that's three hours and 35 minutes I think the theatrical cut was about nearly two and a half hours long or something. Um, but this has got like a couple of extra scenes, a couple of extended scenes and all the animated black freighter stuff. And, uh, like halfway through, I wished I was dead. Um, <laughs> it's, oh God, it's like we got, I can't, we got well into the movie and I was like, oh, there's probably only about an hour left. Isn't there rich? So he flicked up the little thing on the screen and it was like, now nah, mate, you're in an area. I was like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> well, so yeah, this this it felt long. Um, so if you're ever going to watch this movie, don't watch the ultimate cut because you'll want to kill yourself. Um, Half the way through, I wanted to kill myself. That's a review that no director ever wants to hear. <laughs> oh, poor Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I did honestly before I watched the ultimate cut, I really enjoyed this movie. But I think possibly what was ruining it was the Black Freighter stuff because I, I don't so, like yeah. pirates. Um, <laughs> reasonable yeah. <laughs> ah, um, I've never liked seafaring based stories and I don't know if it's because of my massive fear of the ocean or the fact that pirates are not that varied and quite boring um, but I found all the Black Freighter stuff just like so shit I did as well and it's um, Michael Fassbender did the voiceover for it as well I think it was Michael Fassbender did he? I think it was See, um, I thought it was Gerard Way, and I was going to bust oh, out my Gerard, terrible Scottish accent. No, it's Gerard Butler, that's it, I've got them confused. Gerard Butler, there you go, and you Gerard got him confused with the guy from My Chemical Romance. Oh, I fucking hate that guy. Because <laughs> oh, he writes comics, you see, that's where I that's was going, she says, oh, <laughs> or something. It's fine, it's fine, we were all yeah. emos once. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those animated bits, they were closer to the plot, because I've read the book, and um, that stuff was in there. It really didn't need to be in the film, though. It was completely The thing pointless. is, like, I skimmed it when I read the comic because I don't like pirates. And then um, when I was watching this on Friday, I ended up asking Twitter, like, is there a point to the Black Freighter stuff? And pretty much everybody said, well, it's basically paralleling the story of Ozymandias, who just goes a bit bananas and thinks he's doing the right thing by people and ends up doing, like, a really wrong thing. Um, and I was like, well... 
that definitely doesn't need to be in the film because what we don't need is a plot twice. <laughs> you, you definitely don't need the same plot twice like that absolutely not the dictionary definition of redundancy isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. And, I, and and the thing is i don't think the animation was that good and uh the, some of the accents were all over the place and i feel like the um the bits with the the kid who's actually reading the comic and the newsstand bloke feel really like so disconnected to the rest of the movie that it really like Every time it started to wind me up by the end of it, and I was like, "Rich, can we yeah. just skip through this? It's driving me potty." It's one of the um, only extended cuts of a film where you can see why they've cut it out in the first place. Mm. It doesn't. Yeah, because it's not necessary. Even the extra scenes weren't at all necessary. No. Speaking of unnecessary, what about that flipping? And I know it's in the comics, so I shouldn't really rag on the movie for this. But the flipping midair. Post fire, sexy times to Leonard Cohen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. The thing is, I'm not. I've, I've said this before on other people's podcasts, and everybody thinks I'm insane. But I don't believe sex scenes have a place in movies that aren't porn, because you can do a lot of things to allude to people having had sex without actually showing them like full on porking. I and, completely um, agree. There are two things that should never appear. Sorry, I've. I've Jumping all over you here because That's I fine. feel exactly the same about hypodemic n- needle insertion. There. You can allude to someone about to put a needle into an arm. You don't need to actually show that. Yeah, and I'm not even squeamish about that. But you don't ever show anybody getting injected with a needle in a film. Everyone knows what that is. You don't need to show it. And <laughs> sex is kind of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I think the problem for me is that, like, the only reason I can conceive of you wanting to watch sex is because you're a you're about to have it or you want to jerk off like those are those are reasons to watch sex so in the middle of a film where people are like beating the bloody shit out of each other and there's about to be a nuclear like bomb droppage and all sorts of other stuff's going down the last thing i want to see is quite an extended scene of two people just like bunking in the sky like <laughs> i'm like what are you what am i supposed to get from this i don't like Oh, I just saw them like you know they're about to beat the shit out of people in a prison, and I don't I don't know why I'm supposed to be aroused at that point. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I see weird. your point because we already knew that you know they were getting on. They were they were good they were good pals. Yeah, maybe more. We didn't need to see the maybe more. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the same way as we wouldn't need a cookery scene in the middle of it because you know we know <laughs> that they're eating while this film's going on because it's stopping them from dying, but we don't need to see that process. And the thing is, like, the next time you see them, they're both cuddled up all naked, like, hey, shall we break uh, Rorschach out of prison? Yeah, that seems like a top tits idea. That, cut from Snoggity Snog, starting to unzip (laughs) Silk Spectre's costume. (laughs) Skip to that, we all know what's happened. We're not stupid. And also, who's flying them? He's flying the plane. There's no one in charge. It's It's a nightmare. Disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were fucking all over the buttons. They could have, like, dropped a bomb and shit. Exactly. She had her egg <laughs> on one of the levers. <laughs> anyway, we're talking far too much about this one particular scene. But, yeah, well, um, I mean, what are that's... the good things that we saw in this film? I think the film is kind of visually stunning. It's um, Zack Snyder, isn't it? I love yeah. the way his stuff looks. Like, I'm a big fan, which I shouldn't be, because no one else is, of Sucker Punch. I quite like Sucker Punch. I've never seen it. It's, it's like a really long music video. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. But that's what Zack Snyder's films were all like. Yeah, but a really long, really good music video. Yeah, I enjoyed the music video. I'd watch it on YouTube a couple of times. Which fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what else has he done? He's done? He did Man of Steel, and he's doing a new Batman as well. Um, and I imagine they're all going to be the same sort of visual style as Watchmen. Um, which is a, it's a good style, but I think he's... Oh, I don't want to say this because it feels quite bad, but it is a bit style over substance with him a lot of the time. Mm. Yeah, I think? can see that. Now, it's been a while since I watched Watchmen because I didn't know that I was doing this podcast. You oh, see, yeah, so I we, should probably, we should probably say that this is all very last minute. I think I, think I woke Phil up and said, Phil, help me. <laughs> <laughs> That's effectively what's happened here. Oh. So um, I haven't rewatched it since it came out, and I remember really liking it at the time. Mm-hmm. But that's like seven years ago now, and so I don't remember a great deal of detail. The overriding thing that stayed with me above all else is a giant blue wang. Yeah, a big blue wang that that stayed with me. Definitely a lot of wang. Um, 
Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> yep. The Doctor. <laughs> Which I remember thinking, yeah, good on you. Show that wang. Yeah. That's a good thing <laughs> to do. You don't need trousers. Yeah, you're not wearing trousers. You've got a wang. Don't just show a waist-up shot. That's fine. I like the artistic direction that that was taken in. I so actually I was... quite like the fact that when he reformed himself, he gave himself, like, better muscles and stuff, but didn't, like, give himself, like, a super dong. Because he absolutely could have. If he wanted to. Yeah, that's part of his powers. If he wanted to, he could do like Yeah. Exaggerate as much as he liked, didn't he? Take yeah, man. He could have like like rocked a proper like, you know, baby's arm balled into a fist yeah. kind of thing, but no. Proper he went with a modest modest penis. And I, I appreciate that. I think that's pretty fair play. I don't, but you say modest, it's about nine feet long, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, it's we, in we're proportion. On, we're on fast bender levels now. <laughs> Oh dear! I feel like I'm focusing far too much there. on sex and wine. <laughs> um, this might be the the way this podcast goes. This movie <laughs> it does look very nice. Um, and who else is in it? Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays the comedian, and he's also going to be in the Walking Dead soon. Uh, he was really good in it, and that character was quite a difficult one, I think, to pull off in the film. Um, and I think he did it perfectly. He was probably my favourite aspect of the film. I didn't like is it Night Owl. What? Oh, see, I like him because I think he's kind of adorable, though. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit, isn't he? But it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it was very sort of clean cut compared to what you expect of a, a superhero yeah. interpretation these days. Um, again, I'm, I'm having to delve deep into my memory here. Can't feel delve. <laughs> um, I, I remember from the time of release, it was a bit of a dark period for successful effective superhero films at the time wasn't it there mm. wasn't much going on that you'd really call that interesting in the genre in 2009 and i remember really thinking that it was pushing the envelope and trying to achieve something different mm. and i liked it for that and i think a lot of people didn't yeah because it wasn't a huge commercial success by any means no and a lot of people didn't know that this was a, like a comic book in the first place when it came out um, I don't think that helped it. This isn't like Batman, where it's it's always going to sell. Um, but it, as much as we are quite negative on it, I think it is possibly one of the better comic book films in the last twenty years. I think because the comic that it was be the source material was lesser known, mm. um, and I realised that the the person. Uh, I'm the least qualified person on this podcast to talk about comics because I know nothing about comics at all. But I certainly got the impression that Watchmen was very beloved of fans that were very protective over it. Mm -hmm. Very uh, much so. That were, And when you've got people that are that protective over a, an entity like that, there's no winning. There's no right answer. There is no way you're going to satisfy no. all the people that are that passionate about it. Did they manage... Um, in terms of, and we'll talk about this a bit later, but any Alan Moore adaptation, this is probably one of the better ones. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really like V for Vendetta. Oh, uh, I, I know, I know. Um, I think this is probably the best Alan Moore adaptation. Mm -hmm. I think the, the difficulty with Watchmen is, is that it's one of those books that people who love it love it like it's not just like oh yeah this is a pretty good comic book this is the one that people hold up as being like the epitome of comic book storytelling um and i mean i think i think the reason why i quite quite liked the movie um you know when it came out was the fact that i'd i'd only started getting into comics in like 2005 so i'm not i wasn't reading watchmen like as it came out when it would have been a much bigger deal because um, the thing about Watchmen is it was doing a lot of stuff that wasn't being done in comics then. So for people who read it then, it was like a fucking mind-blowing experience. Um, whereas for me, it was just like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. So I, di I didn't yeah. like hold it up on this pedestal that like everyone else has it on. I've so I was just quite happy. Thing, yeah. I was... yeah, I was just quite happy to see the film and think actually like... And I mean, you know, skipping to the end a bit, the um, the change of the end of the story... Um, to me, makes a whole ton more sense because the idea of a giant space squid just would have been nonsense in 2009. <laughs> like, it would have just been like, you, you're having a fucking giraffe. Like, what's... 
<laughs> that yeah, that that did work a lot better actually. Yeah, um, a lot of films might not have been able to pull it off as well as this one did. The good thing mm. with comic books is you can get away with doing whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and this film did seem to realise what its limitations were. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I really enjoyed it. Just not the extended cut. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely did. But yeah, I, I seriously regret watching I felt like I was watching this film for about three years. Like, if you look at my Twitter timeline on Friday, it's pretty much just like, oh, settling down for a bit of Watchmen, and then about 20 minutes later... So this film always been this long, and then about an hour later, oh my god, I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just rough. Uh, yeah, the, the version I remember seeing at the cinema <laughs> felt overly long and a little bit self-indulgent. Mm. So yeah, to add an extra hour and a half on top of that, there's that's unnecessary. Mm. <laughs> but on the whole, how would you would you recommend this to people um, who aren't comic book fans necessarily? I think I would, um, based on... Because I did go and see it twice in the cinema, which is, you know, my record for seeing films at the cinema is currently held by Deadpool, having saw it for a third time this afternoon. So it's one of very few films that I've ever had the inclination to see twice in a very short period of time. Um, And I do think it is really good. I mean, the the fighting um, sequences in it are, are fantastic. And I think this is one of those things where a lot of people pull Zack Snyder up on his overuse of slow-mo scenes but i actually think in this movie that the the points that they chose to use it were kind of brilliant like um just thinking about the first fight for example when uh, the comedian gets thrown out of the window like the the points in that where everything's slow-mo are just like stunning which is why i think other effects being poor really drove me mad like richard nixon's nose <laughs> Just fucking, like, just why fuck it? The guy couldn't move his top fucking lip. And at, at one point, I remember he was trying to say a word and it doesn't even come out clearly because he can't move his face enough. I'm like, why? Like, you, you're doing all these amazing effects. You can't just give a guy a CGI nose. You've got to do this, like, silly putty nonsense. But um, other than that, I think, yeah, the performances are pretty great all round. It looks gorgeous. And if you watch, like, the shortest version you can find, <laughs> it's... It's got in it because it's one of those weird movies that you expect superhero films to be like riddled with action sequences, but there's actually a lot less in this movie than I remembered. Um, but it still does enough to capture your in- your interest that you don't come away from it thinking like, "Cool, what a waste of my time." So I would recommend it, but I don't know. I don't know whether like if if someone's never watched a comic book movie before, whether it'd be the good like the best one to start them with. Because it's not really like any other superhero movie that exists. And I suppose that's the point, actually, because that's kind of the point of the book. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what's endearing about it, I think, is that it does feel different, and, and the more credit to it for doing that. Another thing that was really remarkable about it, the fact, is that there is no megastar in the film. These no, are all not. relatively, even still now, I mean, Jeffrey D. Morgan's probably the most famous person in it now, mm. and even he's not exactly a household name. And the consequence that had when you were watching it is you weren't sure entirely who the main goodie was. You didn't know who the franchise was being hung off because there wasn't a clear runaway central character. And it felt the, yeah. more ensemble as a result. I think that's one of the beauties of the the book itself. It's, it, there's not a proper hero in it. There's no, there is no Batman. There is no Superman. It's just, these are just superheroes. And then, you know, the plot carries on as it does um but yeah I, I think it was really good on the whole all right so that is watchmen and i would like to thank at the comic roast for nominating that film and next we will go on to actually other alan moore stuff yes in general yeah we started talking about it a little bit but let's yeah. talk about the other alan moore i locations. know how to structure this podcast <laughs> <laughs> So, other Alan Moore stuff. Thoughts? So, famously, Alan Moore has said that he doesn't want any of his comics to ever be turned into films. And he's basically disavowed himself from any film that's ever been made of his comic books. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Am I right in thinking he's gone so far as to never have even watched them? He said he's never watched them. 
I bet he has. That? He must have like, done it. He absolutely has to have done it of sheer yeah. curiosity. But then, when you look at Alan Moore, is a bit of a wizard, though, isn't he? I think, in general, actually, he is a wizard. I think that's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. <laughs> so, He's got a magic beard, from what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> but then, was, what's the other one? Is it, it's from Hell. Is it from Hell? Yeah. Yeah, and um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, they were terrible collect- Collective groan. Yeah. Oh. I mean, From Hell was quite a difficult book anyway. It was a massive tome. Um, and what they did with the film is throw Johnny Depp in. It just didn't work at all. So I didn't like that one that much. It was appalling. It yeah. was. See, now I know I've seen that, and I know what it's about but I do not remember anything about it which is probably a pretty good review of that movie something about Jack the <laughs> Ripper <laughs> yeah it's... yeah yeah I, rem- I remember what it's about but I have no recollection of anything so you know it's fairly forgettable I guess <laughs> yeah it was very red they used lots of red in the cinematography that's as much as I because can remember red means blood that's good. Your your use ah. of visual signifiers nice. there, Chris. You've I don't got know why I'm not a director. Down. I don't know why not. <laughs> oh dear. Me and Zach Schneider, we've gone famously. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as well with um, Mr. Connery. Yeah, about eighty years old at the time, still trying to be an action hero. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. Such a mess. It's really bad. The, th- the thing about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is that the comics don't really lend themselves to... They're not... I enjoy the first few. I thought Century, whatever the latest one was, was fairly garbage. But the first few volumes are actually like pretty good, but they're not like thrilling. They're not the kind of thing you can make a film out of and be really entertained, I don't think. So when they when they announced that they were doing it, I thought, well, that seems... Weird. Yeah, I mean, it maybe adds itself to a sort of a TV sort of. Well, it does. Well, the concept is great. The but the basic concept is that you've got loads of fictional characters from different stories mm. being thrown into the same but, one. Ah, that's what Penny Dreadful does. And that's what Penny Dreadful does. And that's the exact where I was going because yeah. I adore Penny Dreadful. It's an insane film. Oh, it is, aren't we? <laughs> and um, I love Penny Dreadful, and it does it exactly right. It takes the different mythoses and merges them together into one thing, and you get the oh yeah, look, he's that character moment, and you can play off of those and they play off of each other and they've all got their own stories as well. Whereas League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was just a pulpy mess of these <laughs> half-baked ideas just squidged into a film. Squidged yeah. with really terrible effects. It was yeah. bad, wasn't mm. it? Terrible. Dr. Jekyll was particularly bad, if I remember. Yeah, and they got that big boat that they made a massive deal out of, and it oh, was yeah, a Captain, bit shit. <laughs> Captain Nemo's got his big boat. Yeah. <laughs> we were gonna, we've got to go and find this thing or whatever. And they did like a <laughs> nine-minute shot along the whole length of the boats. Like, nobody's impressed by that. Gosh, Nobody. how big the boat is, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other big one, I suppose, is V for Vendetta, which is... Now, these days, a huge cultural... It's quite an... Phenomenal. 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 Um, Yeah. What did you think about that, Stacey? I love that movie, actually. I am... But again, this is another one where, you know, I didn't I didn't read the book when it came. I think I actually read that after Watchmen because I was like, oh, that was pretty good. What's this Alan Moore done there? <laughs> uh, because, you know, I'm an idiot and don't know anything about comics. And... Um, yeah, I came out of the cinema and it was one of those things, though, that, like, I was instantly on the internet, like, hey, guys, isn't this film amazing? And I think I've discovered that it's a pretty Marmite movie because I was either getting wholehearted agreement or people going, cool, have you even read the book? It's not even fucking slightly the same shit. It's the worst film that ever filmed. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so what aspects of it specifically did you like? What were the, the draws oh, for you? like, all of it. Um... What, one of my favourite scenes of any film ever is the bit where he's sort of conducting the 1812 overture to the to the tune of the Parliament just blowing up. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. that's. I mean, if that's not a cracking use of music, I don't know what that, it is. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. Um, I, do, I love everything about it. I think Hugo Weaving's great. And I think anybody who can act with a mask on and still be super convincing is great. 
Um, because the problem is you tend to get like that Power Rangers school of acting where, oh, I've got a helmet on, so I better constantly jiggle my head around <laughs> because otherwise <laughs> people won't know it's me that's talking. <laughs> I'm doing a thing and you probably can't tell from my voice. But yeah, we'll we'll um, guess, yeah, we can guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, acting cool. with your legs a bit further apart than you normally would. <laughs> yeah. That's a very Power Rangers yeah, thing like, to but do. I think he was, hands on he hips. Quite, yeah. <laughs> I think he, or acting with your hands all over the shop. Um, but yeah, I thought he was really good at that. And I basically love anything that Natalie Portman's in that's uh, that's not the Star Wars prequels. So, well, I I agree. I think Natalie Portman is amazing, but I really didn't like her in that at all. Oh I really? Yeah, is it the I accents? I I think that was partly it. Mm. Mm, uh, she yeah. just seemed a bit wishy-washy. That's that's good, good analysis there. <laughs> good, a bit wishy-washy. In-depth analysis from me there. Glad, glad you got me out of bed for this. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry again, Phil. Right. <laughs> um, I oh, this film, I don't know what it is. I don't like about it. I, I, I can't work it out because I like the idea of it. I like the setting, but I never really liked the book either. Um, I think it's just the story. I just, I just really wasn't into it. Yeah, Alan Moore doesn't even get a writing credit for V for Vendetta. I've just learnt, even though oh. it's based on his. Um... Well, he wouldn't care because he's never seen. Well, no, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> but I bet he has. Be... I bet he secretly enjoyed it too. Oh, he must enjoy it. Like the amount of money it must be making now on those masks alone. There's loads of them. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine the people buying them and making sure that they're definitely getting them from the appropriate sources and mm. the royalties are making their way back, yeah. though. That's probably the point as well, mm. isn't it? Mm. OK. <laughs> um, I can't think of any other adaptations of his films that there have been. Has there um, been any more? Um, was he credited at all on the uh, Terrible, Terrible Swamp Thing movie? Because he was... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quite heavily involved in the original Swamp Thing stuff, but I don't know. <sighs> it's, I'm this looking is... at his IMDb page now, and there's no mention of Swamp Thing on there. We are so Fair. prepared. Um, <laughs> actually, I have some feedback. Oh, post stuff um, from Owen Hughes, who has said, "Bit of a cliched thing to say, I guess, but Swamp Thing would work as a HBO series if they tried to make that run of comics into a film." It just wouldn't work. There's too much going on in it. From Hell was a bit average. In fact, I don't even think I finished it. The less said about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the better. <laughs> that movie just shat all over the comics. Well, which is what we've just been saying. Maybe a remake would be in order. Incidentally, nothing wrong with Watchmen and Beef Vendetta, both of which are fine films indeed. I don't know how I'd feel about an HBO series of Swamp Thing because I feel like every uh, every comic property that's getting a TV series now that's not Flash or Arrow is just like, let's make it a police procedural just because. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what's with Lucifer? And, um, I mean, I love Eye Zombie, but it's nothing like its original comic, like, at all. It's really good, uh, but it's nothing like its original comic. And I feel like if you were to get Swamp Thing, it would probably sort of almost automatically just become like a 
<laughs> police procedural thing, but with a mm. swamp monster. Yeah. Aren't they that doing Preacher? Cool. Isn't that the next one that they're doing? I don't know if that's, yes. a, that's a film they're making, or is it a TV show? Um, I think it's a TV show, but don't quote me on that because I could be talking nonsense. Who knows? It's all right. We're talking nonsense today. This is the nonsense reflect <laughs> where stuff happens and we try and work it out in the end. Yeah. Uh, Constantine. Constantine. Got made into a TV series. I got through an episode of A Heart and a Half before thinking, you know what, I can't be bothered. I watched um, all of it and I tried so I hard. Watched, I watched all of it too and I kind of, I loved Matt Ryan as Constantine because yeah, uh, Hellblazer's one of my favourite comics, but again, turning it into a sort of like, it wasn't a police procedural, but it was turning it into sort of like a, oh, I don't know. I, yeah, I wasn't, I, I feel like it needed more time to like cook. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. It did. Um, I think that's one of those things where it, if it was given a second series, the second series would be great. Yeah. So I think it would perhaps be better suited to the Netflix or HBO type model that isn't determined on week in, week out ratings and mm. hitting those plot points every week and having that bit more space to breathe. I mean, it's working for Daredevil and Jessica Jones. So. Definitely. Yeah. But that's that's not Alan Moore that did that. We're talking no. about Alan Moore. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I apologise. That's oh. my fault for talking about TV shows. Hosting. I'm doing the hosting. Alan Moore. I don't think there's anything else to say about Alan Moore, though. So, that's that. (laughs) (laughs) Evil Dead 2 is a 1987 American comedy horror film directed by Sam Raimi and a sequel to the 1981 film The Evil Dead. The film was written by Raimi and Scott Spiegel, they wrote the screenplay during the production of another collaboration, Crime Wave, produced by Robert Tobot and Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams. I buried her in the cellar. God help me, I buried her in the earthen floor of the fruit cellar. What the hell was that? Somebody's down there with him. Now, I've got even less notice on this one than I had on Watchmen because up until literally five minutes before we started recording, I was of the impression that we were going to be talking about Evil Dead 1. What? (laughs) Brilliant. So that's how unprepared I am. Fortunately, so I'm assured, they're practically the same film. They are. However, I was quite happy to talk about Evil Dead 1 because I saw it about a year ago. Uh, Evil Dead 2, I've not seen since about 1990. (laughs) <laughs> well i was i was under the impression that i'd seen evil dead 2 and then watched it on friday and realized i absolutely hadn't because if i had i'd have remembered that terrifying deer just laughing maniacally on the wall yeah it's, that's that's the thing i love about it though because it is it's wacky it's a wacky horror film it's um, fucking monstrous is what it is i've got a thing <laughs> about animatronics right um and basically the shittier they look the more scared of them i am so like i'm talking like the terrible uh, animatronic stuff in like Total Recall, Kuwato, yeah. Um I'm talking any Evil Dead movie. The old lady <laughs> from Terror Hawks. Yeah, that'll do. That'll oh, do. Yeah, that'll definitely that's terrifying. do. Terrifying. Penny or whatever her name was. Uh, but, yeah, oh, fucking <laughs> monstrous. And so I was watching this the other day, and I was so glad that a I watched it in the morning, and b I was not by myself because I definitely would have done a poo and not left the living room <laughs> yeah. until somebody came home because holy crap. I can't like, imagine watching Evil Dead in the morning. That's an odd one. <laughs> well, like, you know, the thing is, as as I was saying about animatronics, like, certain things just really freak me out. Like, I'm not I'm not scared easily of, like, most horror movies. Like, sit and watch Blair Witch with me and I'll probably fall asleep and not give a shit. But, like, put on... I remember once I was watching Evil Dead on Halloween and I was waiting for my hubby to come back from, like, somewhere. I can't even remember. Uh, and then I ended up scaring myself so much because of all the terrifying animatronics in it that um, that I wouldn't leave the living room until he got home at like midnight. And I was really desperate for a piss. But <laughs> Was he coming back from a cabin in the woods? Because that probably wouldn't <laughs> make you less scared. 
Oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> God, I was just, I was in an absolute state. So I was just, why am I watching this by myself? There's like hideous demon monster faces. And I tell you what, those shots uh, that sort of like chase people through rooms and like go through the forest towards the, he- the hut and stuff, they're so cool. But also instantly terrifying because you're like, oh shit, that thing's going to, whatever the fuck that is that I can't see is immediately going to catch up with this person and like eat their face off. And, uh, yeah, it's really good. I love this movie. <laughs> I love this movie as well, actually. I really like the first one. <laughs> Phil, talk, us about, talk to us about the first one and why you love it. I love the first one because it's made for about £2.50. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam Raimi was 20 when he made it, which is just ridiculous. That's a preposterous thing for a 20-year-old man to be doing. He should be you know, learning to shave at that age. That's not an appropriate Phil, time Phil, you speak. are so old. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happens at 20. Is it not? No. That feels like it should be. Um, But yeah, I love it because it loves itself. That's what I love about it. It really enjoys what it's doing. And I'm pretty sure the same statement is true of the second film because it's definitely true of the third and of most of Sam Raimi's work is that it is very much full throttle. I'm doing this for the love of the genre that I'm working in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what's his other films? Um, have you seen Drag Me to Hell? Yes. I, no. If you've not seen that, that's a very no. similar deal to Evil Dead, where it... Actually, no, don't watch it, because there is a lot of animatronics in it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a comedy horror film, and with any of his films that are horrors, the comedy aspect always comes across to me more. Like, um, for me, one of the scariest films I have seen... Um, it is actually the Blair Witch because my brain does all the work for me, if that makes sense. It's like the psychological element of it, which I quite like. Yeah, Evil Dead is so in your face with just this is weird as fuck. <laughs> that it's, it's it's fun. I I enjoy it because it's fun. It's really brazen. I don't definitely. think I'd call it a horror though. It's definitely mm. a comedy over a horror. Scared the shit out of me. Uh, well, <laughs> do you want to know the three notes that I wrote down? Go on. The first one says Bruce Campbell's chin, though, and then has a little face that looks a little bit sleazy. Um, <laughs> because he has got the world's most attractive chin, I think. Attractive? Um, I'd, I'd go yeah, with he's prominent. Got an amazing chin. It's, it's oh. definitely amazing and it's definitely prominent. I, I hadn't pegged it as attractive. I adore it. Let's just, I adore on it. our screens, bring up Bruce Campbell and his chin. Excellent don't bring him up without his chin. That would be horrific. <laughs> 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 Fucking terrifying. Uh, the second note that I wrote mm, down was, right, love how right. he goes straight to the head chopping. Because, like, within minutes of his girlfriend sort of, like, appearing in front of him looking a bit creepy, he just lops her head off with a spade. And I'm like, so you don't wait to see if this might be a practical joke? Or <laughs> or just, you know, perhaps try and coax this demon out of her. You'll just, just chop her head off, whatever. Um, and the, the third note I wrote down was a hilarious face followed by love the fact that when he chops off the head of a thing with a really long neck, a noise like a balloon deflating around the room happens. <laughs> it's like he chops this thing's head off and it's got a super long neck and it goes... <laughs> and I was like, yeah, That's just like real life. <laughs> yeah, this film's ridiculous. I love it. And this one doesn't have a tree rape in it, so, you know, I'm all for it. Mm. That was one thing. It's always a bit weird. It's always stuck out with a bit. Is a bit. Or... Tree rape is a bit weird. That, yeah, that, yeah. That I'm not a fan. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't a good bit. Um, have you seen Army of Darkness? Yeah, yeah, but again, not since not in twenty years. I have. It's yeah, fine. It's been a while. That's why you know this is what this is today. This is yeah. what this podcast is. Okay, good. <laughs> um, Things I, have... I vaguely remember the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I've never seen it. So. <laughs> I was just wondering if you had. So. I have, I, and I love it. It's um, it's a bit sort of ridiculous. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, um, uh, and it's wonderful. And uh, no, watch it. I'm not going to say anymore. Mm. Just go and watch it. I yeah, again, same with Watchmen. Actually, Evil Dead Two is one of those films. It is one of my favourites um, because, not because it's a horror, because it's a comedy. The remake though that they did. I don't know, two, three years ago, something. Yeah, <sighs> mate. I oh. love that that remake. That's so I, good. Yeah, I um made the mistake of it was like with me, my hubby, and our mate Key had gone <laughs> got home from like a little drunken night out at about one in the morning, and Rich was like, "Hey, it's dark and shit. Let's watch this scary movie." So he falls asleep, Key falls asleep, and I'm just sitting there 
shitting bricks <laughs> because that movie is like legit scary. It is. It, that is Just, definitely a horror. Oh. Movie. Yeah. Like, and it's not like, because one of the things I dislike about horror movies, particularly lately, is that a lot of them rely on, like, the jump scares. Like, everything goes quietly, quietly, quietly. Bang! That's so lazy. That's such a lazy thing to do. I hate it so much. Like, I remember, I can't think it was, I think it was the remake of The Ring I went to see at the cinema. And it really made me cross that the only time I jumped in that was when it cut from a very quiet scene to somebody slamming a padlock open with a spade. And I was like, well, that's It's so cynical. Mm. Like, oh, fuck right off. Whereas this was just like limbs everywhere and monsters everywhere and scritchy scratchy noises and I was just like oh god I'm gonna I'm not gonna sleep for a week. Mm. <laughs> tongue cutting, there was a lot of tongue, there was some cutting. tongue cutting, yeah. Oh, and what I really liked about it is they they properly went to town with explaining people's reactions and why they were there and why you wouldn't believe somebody rather than the normal thing you go through where everyone splits up and you don't believe someone. We're like, well, no, they've got some pretty good evidence. This is your friend. Trust them. Mm. And yet they explained that away really nicely. So it was all the plot was really cohesive as well. I think the Evil Dead remake suffered because it came bang in the middle of a load of absolutely terrible horror film remakes. So when they were rebooting uh, Nightmare on Elm Street oh, yeah. and... With, um, what's his face? Off Watchmen. Yes. Oh yeah, Jackie Earl Haley. That's it. Haley Joel Osment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not, my mind cannot separate those two people. The kid from Sixth Sense and... Um, Healy Joel Osmond, and I can't even remember his name. <laughs> Jackie Earl Healy. They're the, they're the same person in my mind. Like, and they look nothing alike. <laughs> I, can't, I can't I can't separate the two. Um, yeah, it was it was a fantastic remake. Yeah, but um, the, the source but, material, Evil Dead Two, definitely one for horror fans just to see it, um, but also for comedy fans. I think it's definitely yeah, but but not for people who are put off by gore. Yeah, because there is blood in this movie, like everywhere, like literally squirting out of the walls. So (laughs) it's pretty gross. It's also pretty groovy. It's totally groovy. Did you guys watch? (laughs) Did you guys watch um, Ash versus the Evil Dead the TV series? No, we were talking about this before we started, and I haven't yet. Oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It almost made me do a sex week, it's that good. Oh really? Wow. Because I yeah, was a bit really nervous good. about it. But... Oh, it's fantastic. Oh. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, I would I would like legit follow Bruce Campbell like into hell. I don't care. Is that, that chin though? Stroking his chin. Is that way. chin? I tell you, he's got a chin to rival because I'm at the moment. I am all about Charlie Cox's chin because you know in Daredevil it's pretty much all you see when he's Daredevil, and yeah. he's got a very good chin and all. Mm. But um, I think Bruce Campbell's might edge it out a little bit. It's a good chin. There's more of it, definitely. <laughs> more to go around. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Go around what? <laughs> anyway. Chin cash. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Oh, yeah. To... What are we moving on to? Oh, I'm I the host. Know. I don't know who you are. Hold on. Is there a quiz? <laughs> Is there a quiz this time? I I've got to do a quiz, a quiz yeah. last time. I've got a quiz. That's terrible. Eh? I think that's a bit I've got to do next. I'm really scared of the quiz because the last time I actually chose the movie I was doing the quiz about and I thought, I'm going to ace this and I got like four out of ten. <laughs> oh, you, so, yeah, this quiz is hard. I'm just preparing you for that now. Oh, for fuck's okay, sake. Good. Is there a theme to the quiz? No, um, is there a theme to the quiz, you say, about the things we just talked about? Yeah. The, the two films that I haven't, uh, that I've admitted to having not seen for ten years. Okay. You're on the quiz, <laughs> though. This is what happens. All right, then. You're podcasting with me. <laughs> no one knows Slap which way dash. the wheel's gonna spin. So, I am going to do a quiz for you two lovely people. I'm gonna get some questions out of my big bag of quiz nuggets. Oh, good. <laughs> and you have to answer them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, not, okay. I'm not sure I've got the rules. Can you explain them to me again? Just answer the questions that come out of the bag, Phil. Okay. So, is it? Do is we it... have to both answer them with different answers, or do we have to like buzz in and see who wins? Um, well, I don't know how it normally happens. So, what I'm going to say is, I'm going to change the rules a little bit. Ooh, um, drama. I want you to both invent a buzzer sound. 
So, Phil, what is your new buzzer sound? Ah. Phil, okay. Mine's going mine's gonna to be the sound of a dying giraffe, which is... That's, that's, that's really similar. But <laughs> I like yours better, so Phil, pick another. <laughs> it's a very strict quiz. Mine will be the noise of a uh, deflating neck sever. So it's sort of... <sighs> okay, good. <laughs> okay. Those are your quiz noises selected. You're locked in to the quiz. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, it is scary. This is how quizzes work now. I've changed yeah. rings. You need to sort of flick the light switch a few times for some mood, yeah. for flashing lights, yeah. and maybe get some strobes in. Some dancing girls. It's... It's all going off. What quizzes have dancing girls in 2016? Mine do. Okay. Right. First question. Are you ready? Yep. No. But go on. Get ready. Okay. In Watchmen. Yeah. What is the first date marked in Rorschach's diary? I know it's hard. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> It's October the something, 1985, so I'm going to go 21st. Nope, not good enough. Try again. <laughs> 20th. You're almost right. I'm like, you, you're getting there. Fail gun. 18th. It's not your turn, Stacey. The 9th, 1985. Wrong. Right, one more go. I don't know how the rules of this quiz work. So try again. You both get another go. <laughs> 17th of October 1984. No, no points to anyone, you both lose. Shit. Right. <laughs> Question two. What was it? They, they oh, yeah, I've got to do the answer now. It's October the 12th. Oh, so oh close. shit biscuits. Yeah, shit biscuits. Indeed. I feel as though forgetting the correct month and year, you really deserve a point there, Stacey, because without you, I would not have got that close. <laughs> Minus one to fill. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Are you ready? Stay safe, come on. Sorry. Prepare yourself. I'm nervous. Right. Which <laughs> famous author arranged the money Sam Raimi needed to make Evil Dead 2? Oh, get out of town, Tony Black. <laughs> Go on. Well, Stephen King was really instrumental in publicising it, but I don't think he put any money up. Give me an answer. I'm saying Stephen King, but You're I don't right. think that's quite correct. Not from the Wikipedia article I was reading earlier today. Well, you you got the point. So now you're on zero. So hey! well, well done. <laughs> uh, question three. Are you ready? Yeah. Stacey, Stacey yeah. are you sure yeah. you're ready? No, but yeah. Okay. Phil? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. That's not enthusiastic. Yeah! Yeah, that's what yeah! I want. <laughs> this is how game shows go. Phil, come on. Come on. Pump yourself up. Didn't like that. Okay, right. <laughs> Question three. Which philosopher coined the phrase, who watches the watchman? Philosopher. Just think about philosophers. I don't know any. Is that <laughs> Kant? No. Like, don't look at me like that's, <laughs> that's a preposterous thing to say. That's a reasonable thing to say. No, it's wrong, though. Stacey, go on. I don't know any philosophers, so I'm going to go Nietzsche, whatever his name is. That guy. No. He's famous for saying things. <laughs> no, he is famous. And this person is also famous for saying things. So I'm going to give you both another chance because... Oh, on, we've, we've already exhausted all the philosophers that we've Phil, know. Okay, play the game. Um, <laughs> question. No, same question. Answer. What? <laughs> so, Plato. <sighs> no. Stacey. I don't. I don't know any more philosophers. Um, begins with an A. Shut up, Phil. <laughs> I don't know any that begin with A. I'm going to say Archimedes, the owl from Sword in the Stone. No, oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I know, but it's the only thing I could think of that began with an A. The answer is Aristotle. You both lose. Oh yeah. Question Where's four: Are you ready? Yes. Are we both on zero? We're both on zero. <laughs> both on zero. Okay, now. This is a hard quiz, I told you. It's BBC4 style. <laughs> <laughs> the glove of which 80s horror character can be seen hanging above the tool shed when Ash car caves carves carves his girlfriend's head in Evil Dead 2? <laughs> Gone. Freddy Krueger. Correct, Phil. I was going to say that because it was the only one I could think of with a you glove. You were going to say that? <laughs> Well, you didn't yeah, buzz. I was, but I didn't, you didn't buzz quickly enough. <laughs> you didn't buzz, so there's no points. You, you didn't kill that baby giraffe quickly enough. No, I didn't. Shit. One to fill. 
do win. Nothing. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Good way of raising the stakes there, Chris. <laughs> Question four. I've got to get one right. Come on, Stacey. Are you done? Are you done, Stacey? <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up now. <laughs> Question five. The video for which 80s music hit appears on Ozymandias's scene, no, screens in Watchmen. It's an 80s video. It's a good one. Very famous. You both know it. I know you think. So? Girls just want to have fun. Wrong. Get out of town. Am I thinking of the Goonies? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's a schoolboy era. Go on. Uh, I'm going to take a random guess at... Uh, oh, shit, I've forgotten what it's called. That song about wanting your own TV and that. Fuck. That song that really about fight. wanting your own TV. <laughs> wanting your own TV. I know what you mean. You mean... Is it Money for Nothing? Is that what it's called? That's my guess. Well, that's, that seems that's like That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> Stop being so dismissive as if you would have known any of these. I'm trying. I've told Where? you, we've changed, we've changed the rules here. It's a strict game I'm playing. Try again, Stacey. Okay, I'm going to go with Aha's Take On Me, because that's famous and awesome. That is a good guess, but it is wrong. Shit. Come on, we're going to keep... You know what? Because I'm hosting, we're going to keep this quiz going until we work it out. <laughs> So, 80 songs, uh, keep going. But you also got to use your buzzers. Can, can we have a clue? Can we have a clue? Like a little extra clue? Uh, it's a man. Go on. Just one man. Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Incorrect. Stacey. Imagine, See, this imagine a game show where like... the contestants can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of dystopian future game show. That's, that's um, what I'm doing now. I, the thing is, right, I was only born in 85. And then, and then, you know, I was little and shit, so I don't really remember the 80s. And now I'm panicking, and that's making it even harder. Uh, so it's going to be a song. Is it Sledgehammer by nope. Peter Gabriel? Oh, good guess. That is a good guess, good guess. Yeah, but it's not right. So it's going to be from 1985. Yeah. Let me lick the song. Um, oh, that's not going to help. I'm going to go for Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Incorrect. Ah. It was released in 1986. Oh, so they got it wrong. Although it's a different future, Richard Nixon's still president, and that's, that's, is that an answer? No, no, it's not so, my turn to answer. It's not my said... turn to answer. <laughs> oh, d- don't put it back on me because I'm panicking. <laughs> I can't even think of any current people now because I'm so All right, stressed. Let's get some more. I'll give you some more clues. Okay. Um, the title of the song has three words in it. Very famous song. Very famous video. The video is probably more famous than the song. Oh, that's not possible. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean it's not possible? Because if you name the video, you're also naming the song. So that, uh, but the worst case is that they're equal. <laughs> Whatever. Shut up. You're in charge. Really I'm hosting. Serious logic. <laughs> There's a man. It's 1986. Really famous. Huey Lewis and the News. Nope. And that's just that's not a name of a band. No, and song. That's just. A... No, you're wrong. <laughs> All right, I'll give. Oh, Jesus, I've got, give, nothing. Give I've got nothing. All right, Help. it's an English rock singer. <laughs> I think something to do with razors. Oh, is it maybe the um with the women in the pencil skirts? Yeah, and yeah. The oh, he's, he's getting it. And the he's getting it. Stacey, addicted to love. Stacey gets oh. the point. <laughs> No! Stacey wins! <laughs> Phil, you're eliminated! <laughs> no! Oh, Phil, 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 Phil! Oh, thanks, you didn't Phil. keep thanks. your cards close to your chest and you lost! I didn't, it was just too much sharing. Wow. Team, teamwork. Uh, to be fair, I don't think that really counts, but because we did both have a billion guesses, but. <laughs> you're not in charge of the game. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> How many questions are there? Because this. No, that was it. That was it. That's that's the quiz done. <laughs> oh, hold on. So we drew. Uh, yeah, I suppose you did. We've got oh, one. Tiebreaker. Uh, now I'm getting in competitive. Oh, should we do a tiebreaker? <laughs> this is this is off off brand. Okay. I'm gonna need to do a tiebreaker question. So bear with me while I make do, one do, up. Do, 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 Good. I like this. Okay. Could you, what oh, what oh, year? I don't think this is a question that's already been asked. That would be embarrassing. 
Um, the, this might even be right, but I'm going to do it. Right. At the beginning of the Watchmen book, what year is it? Nine. <laughs> I was going to tell you off there because you didn't buzz in. I was getting around to it. 1945. Get out of town. Oh. <laughs> no. What's the what's the yeah the book set? Where? Go on. Eighty falls. Correct. Well, you, we've already talked so, about that. Because so, so you lose. So you lose. Just accept it. Alright. Yeah. I'm doing a victory dance. None of you can see. Well done. If you've seen the Peanuts movie, I'm doing this very specific Peanuts-based dance right now. Good. I've stopped. Well, you've won the quiz. Congratulations. Your prize is nothing. <laughs> the respect of your respect. peers. Yeah, the respect, respect of your peers. peers. I think that's it. I think I've hosted this. I think I've done it okay. Tell yes. me, tell me yes. I've done okay, I, Phil. I, I'm sorry, I will help reinforce cool, your you've done a cracking work. job. Thank you've you. You've done a very good job, Chris. Good. Thank you for getting me out of bed. No worries. <laughs> and thank you, Stacey, for coming on the podcast. Um, hey, that's all right. What is it you talking. do? And <laughs> what would you like to tell us to say? Cool. <laughs> Good English, mate. Um, yes, I do a podcast called Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour, which is monthly and can be found at popcultureparlour.podbean.com. Or is it just... No, that's right. Um, <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? It's difficult. It is. Um, also, if you like my inane ramblings about films and stuff, in July I'm going to be doing... Um, a 24-hour live broadcast for charity to raise money for Alzheimer's Society. Um, so you can tune into that on Mixler, that's M-I-X-L-R.com forward slash S-P-C-P dash live. Um, there's going to be like all sorts of like comic and telly guests and other podcasters and me slowly losing my marbles with sleep deprivation. So that's going to be good. So um, and did... you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour and that's Stacey with an E and Parlour with a U for our American buddies. Mm. Did I hear you right in saying you're going to be doing a 24-hour recording? That is, in fact, correct, yes. I did it two years ago um, uh, for Operation Smile and slowly went doolally. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the end of it, I was singing Yakko's World from Animaniacs quite loudly and then crying, so <laughs> it, it promises to be a cracking day. That's um, a terrifying, terrifying prospect. It is. We can't do like three hours. Um, I think the the thing is, what works really well is sending an email to all of your guests beforehand, just basically to say, "I'm really sorry," um, because then you can get away with anything, and they all think you've been podcasting for hours and hours, regardless of when they talk to you. So <laughs> it's uh, it's quite a good excuse to just talk a, a massive amount of shit. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The only thing is at the moment is that I don't have any guests booked in from one in the morning till nine in the morning on the Sunday. Yeah, and I'm really frightened that I'm going to have to talk for eight hours straight by myself <laughs> um, and not piss or shit that entire time because I'm not taking the mic to the toilet with me. So that could be an interesting eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Phil, what, what do you do and stuff? Well, we present the Wiki Shuffle podcast, which is a gruelling 45 <laughs> minutes in length. <laughs> Often it feels like 24 hours, mm. uh, but we do that, which is our wonderful traits through the world of Wikipedia that we um, present every Tuesday at wikishuffle.co.uk or on the Twitters at wikishufflepod. So check us out there. And I do that too. So, um, thank you for listening, everybody. Oh, I've got to say this as well, because this is part of it. You pick a film, we talk about it. It's simple. What could be easier? What could be easier? Well, watching the film before you come on to talk about it would make it a bit easier, (laughs) in my experience. Stop talking, Phil. Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.